Disclaimer, we are not doctors or scientists. We are simply defenders of the imagination. This is not a safe place to affirm your beliefs and opinions. Listener discretion is advised. episode of the imaginary thought and uh today is a special episode because it's a swap cast with a uh good podcasting friend of mine <laughs> uh you know just a good friend in general you know i feel like uh me and him are a uh, soul tribe for sure you know as soon as i started talking to him i was like you know me and this me and this guy uh we think at similar frequencies <laughs> you know so uh it's uh nico from upstate unconventional hey how's it going man Thank you, Ron, for having me on. And I, I feel the same way, man. As soon as our first conversation, I was like, I've known this guy before. We definitely have some past lives together or something, but I appreciate the kind words, man. And thank you so much for having me on. Oh, yeah, man. Um, and, uh, you know, we usually hear, you know, go over different topics and just kind of discuss it and stuff like that while uh, uh, Nico's show, he usually has uh, people come on his show to tell their wacky crazy stories you know so uh you know any of our listeners if you got some interesting you know paranormal stories or you know unconventional topics that you're into you know hit nico up and uh you know he's the guy to talk to (laughs) thank you ron and and trey and zach it's very nice to meet you too as well we were talking a little bit before we started recording and uh same thing i can tell i like you guys already you know (laughs) Yeah, yeah super man. nice to meet you too, man. I'm excited to yeah. hear uh, some of your stories tonight. Definitely. Yeah, and uh, we're actually thinking about uh, discussing, uh, you know, shadow people because it's, uh, you know, something that uh, many people across the world um, through ancient times um, discover seeing these, you know, black masses in different various shapes and forms. And actually, I had a... Um, I've seen one before I've had an experience with a shadow person. Um, and also I had kind of like my first, like real sleep paralysis kind of, I guess maybe my second sleep paralysis. Cause the first one was, <laughs> might've been that one, but, um, yeah, just recently, uh, I was over at a, you know, a friend's apartment. He was, it's, uh, he lives next to uh, my girlfriend or whatever. And, um, you know, uh, in the same, you know, apartment complex, basically, but he was saying that his uh, uh, condo is haunted, and he had a ghost store, he was telling me there, and that night, uh, for whatever reason, I woke up, and I felt so tiny, you know what I mean, and, and I was awake, I knew I was awake, and I woke up, and I just thought about the story he told me, and uh, I was like, you know what, I want to get up, but then I realized I couldn't get up, and I was like, oh shit, this is sleep paralysis, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's like and I struggled as hard as I could to get up and I couldn't 
And um, it, I started to, you know, have that panic moment, but then I stayed calm. And for whatever reason, that moment from that movie, uh, Kill Bill, came into my head where she says, uh, wiggle your big toe. And I just, <laughs> I just started wiggling my big toes, my toes, man. And all of a sudden I regained functions to my body. So I don't know if that's like a sleep paralysis hack other than saying Jesus, you know, <laughs> <laughs> could you, could you talk or, or could you, you can, you can move your eyes, right? Yeah. I, my, my eyes, as far as conscious awareness, I was awake, but my okay. body was not like was not following along with what I wanted. Like I, in my mind, I was struggling, like, like using all of my strength to move my body and it just couldn't work. And you like said that was up. your, that was your first time? Oh, that was my, 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 my second. And that actually just happened to me about two weeks ago, which oh kind of got me into wanting to talk about, you know, shadow people and stuff like that. Cause that's usually in connections with them. But my first one uh, was when I, started getting into conspiracy theories and uh that was uh i was looking into christian demonology and i was like studying up all the different kings of hell and, you know learning their names and you know looking into each one uh and i remember one night over at the manor just the names of the kings of hell just kept going through my head and i'm like you know why am i sitting here in bed thinking doing this <laughs> and um out of nowhere uh um, I kept repeating these names and then I uh, saw a shadow being that was kind of like Golem from Lord of the Rings, you know, kind of like frail and small and kind of like creepy in the way it moves. And it kind of like hobbles towards me in the darkness of my room. And it's like, and uh, you know, I, I guess I was maybe having like a sleep paralysis because same kind of situation. But uh, when that thing hobbled towards me in the dark, I flung out of my bed like a cat and I jumped, like I literally jumped across the room <laughs> and, you know, I flicked on the lights and ran out and was running down the hallway basically. And I woke up the, uh, uh, my roommates at the time made a whole big commotion about it. So that was kind of my, uh, you know, sleep paralysis shadow being experience. But dude, you, you've, uh, you've told me all kinds of stories about the manor, you know, and how haunted it was and all the crazy stuff that happened. I've never heard that story. That's a new one. Oh yeah. And, um, <laughs> also, you know, with the randonautica experience, I did have that one picture of that shadowy mass that, that followed me, you know, and, and honestly, uh, it goes into what we're going to talk about later. Like, um, are these, uh, you know, because there's relations between uh, shadow people uh, and uh, sexual encounters. And do y'all know anything about that? Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you've had a sexual uh, entity encounter there, Nico? <laughs> yeah, I have. Um before I jump into that, I just wanted to know, uh, Trey and Zach, did either have either of you guys had sleep paralysis before? I have not had sleep paralysis, and thank God I haven't, because I've got like a huge fear of just like like not being able to move, you know, like like being being bounded, like when I can't move my my body. It's, it's a really like uh man that, that shit freaks me the fuck out 
So if I ever did have sleep paralysis, I wouldn't even be, you know, worried about a shadow person. Just that experience alone is enough to freak me out, man. What about you? I've had some crazy dreams and stuff, but I've never had like the classic sleep paralysis thing happened to me where <clears throat> I thought that I was awake and, and couldn't move. Um, that's one thing I want to ask you, Ron, is those couple of experiences you had, did you have that classic sensation of almost like there was somebody or something sitting on your chest in either one of those experiences? Uh, not on my chest. <laughs> yeah, not on my chest, but I felt like something was in the room. Like I had that like because I guess I felt so vulnerable that I felt like, dang, something could fuck me up right now. <laughs> if it was in the room, yeah. it could fuck me up. So maybe that's, you know, you, fear starts playing through your head and maybe we're, you know, like they say, maybe we're just, uh, you know, hallucinating all this stuff. Because they say that's what comes with sleep paralysis, hallucinations. Yeah, that's, I, I've had experiences like that before where I've definitely awoken and almost kind of sensed something in the room, but I've never had the part where I felt like I couldn't move, but I've definitely had the eerie feeling that you, like you mentioned that you just thought something or somebody else was in there with you. Did, did you, you have wanna, any of those, did you ever have any, uh, any like of those experiences in the Manners Act when you were, I know yeah. you were there, right? <laughs> I definitely had, I didn't have any sleep related uh, incidents happen there. I definitely had some things that I saw and a very eerie feeling. Um, I agree with Ron. I, th I think that I think we kind of looked it up at one point and it was very close to where a, a burial ground was, but there was definitely something going on with that house. And so when Ron tells me the story about what happened to him there, it, it definitely doesn't surprise me at all. Mm. Yeah. I even, you know, I saw my, remember I had that ferret, the snow. I remember, uh, yeah, I remember the, your the white one. Yeah, like a day or two after she, she died, uh, you know, I had my she would always just in the middle of the night, she would just crawl around my blanket, like underneath it, you know, and a day or two after she passed or whatever, I had that sensation of something underneath my blanket moving around like she would. And then it went from like the bottom up to my face and I could see the blanket lift up as it went towards me. <laughs> and then when it, when it got to my face, I lifted up the blanket and looked and looked into the darkness. And for like a, uh, you know glimmer of a moment like i saw like her face like staring back at me in the dark and then she, she was gone jesus it got all the way up to your face before you lifted it up <laughs> yeah well because i you know i was like i had that i was like you know is this her ghost like this is like animal ghost shit going on you know this happened at the manor too ron yeah at the manor of course <laughs> when we and when we say the manor anybody's listening that's that's an old um house in savannah that ron and zach used to live in it was like a it was a, a strange uh design that house you know it was a big house because i had two sides to it almost mm -hmm. and and then, so that's yeah, what i'm referring no. <laughs> to when we say to you the manor in case anybody's confused about that yeah i guess to kind of circle it back around i would um i've never got to hear him at all so i would definitely like to hear your experience that you were kind of alluding to earlier, Nika. Yeah, definitely. So <clears throat> I started having sleep paralysis. I, I was either 11 or 12. It was right after uh, we moved into uh, this new house in 2003. And 
you know, I don't want to pro- promote my own show or anything, but I, I did oh, no. an, I did an interview with my brother and he talks about some of the wild experiences he had in that house. And, you know, I don't know if to call a house haunted is necessarily the best word, but there was some bad energy in this place. And my brother saw a ghost of <clears throat> the mother of the former owner that was there. And we were able to confirm that with uh, some people that we went to high school with because it's a pretty small town. But uh, my first experience with sleep paralysis, I don't really talk about this one that much. I think I told it maybe one other time. But uh, so I I was just normal night sleeping. Nothing crazy was happening at all. And the room was always very weird. You know what I mean? It always felt like there was something in there, but I never had any uh, sleep paralysis. Uh, I woke up. And I don't know what time it was and all like, I just kind of woke up out of a sound sleep and my eyes opened up. I couldn't see anything, but it felt like there was something sitting on my chest, like just like pushing down as hard as he it, you know, could. And I thought maybe it was like my brother jumped in or maybe one of our dogs like jumped on my chest and I was like, you know, just out of it, you know, but I couldn't move and all, all I could move was my eyes. And I started struggling a little bit just to try to like, just move a little bit. But um, like the more I tried to move, it felt like I couldn't breathe. And then all of a sudden, you know, isn't too graphic. It's not like a crazy sexual experience, but the more I struggled, um, something felt like it was just twisting my balls. And it was like, oh, damn, it was the weirdest. (laughs) Like it was just twisting them and it hurt so bad and I couldn't move. So I like, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't move. And something's just cranking on my nutsack. So sorry for the graphic, <laughs> you know, language there, but it, it was like, I, I finally like was able to just like gasp somewhere. And I, I called for my dad. I was like, dad, dad, like, you know, I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything. And it felt like an hour. It was probably only a couple seconds in reality, but, um, you know, it just, finally, I was able to like get out of it. And my dad came running in and he's like, what's going on? What's going on? Cause their, their room was like right down the hallway and it was a pretty old house. You could pretty much hear everything going on in there. And I was like trying to explain to him, I was like, dad, something was just twisting my balls. And he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> So I used to ride dirt bikes when I was like 11 and 12. He's like, oh, you probably just hit a bump on the dirt bike. And I was like, I didn't ride my dirt bike today, <laughs> you know, and uh, it, it was just bizarre. And, you know, the next morning they still hurt. Like, it's still, I still felt it. I still had that like blue ball sensation, you know? Oh, wow. And my, my parents tried to, my dad was like trying to give me the talk, like, oh, you know, you're going to go through puberty and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, listen, you know you start to think you're crazy you're like okay i guess maybe but i'm telling you man there was something sitting on my chest i couldn't see anything and as soon as i started struggling like trying to get up that's when it started twisting and like i mean we're all guys here you know what it's like to get you know hitting the nuts it it just takes breath away so not fun no so, so that one was uh the first experience i ever had and then I, I didn't have another one for probably a month or two. And then it just, I don't know what happened or if 
I remember I rearranged my room and I put my bed on a different wall. And then it was just like every single night, almost, it felt like. So it almost made it worse when you rearranged it, huh? Yeah. And I never had anything um, twist my balls again after that. So that, that was good. But Thank God. I always had the, um, <clears throat> not every single time, but a lot of times I would wake up and I would feel that like thing sitting on your chest. And you start to get that sensation that you can't breathe. And uh, what always was like terrifying though, is like I would wake up and I, I could see like out of the corner of my eye in the one corner of the room. So I had like a light to kind of explain the room. You would walk in and my, my bed would be right to the uh, right-hand side up against the wall. And straight ahead was a window with a little lamp. And in the other corner was like, where my closet was but almost every single time during these like sleep paralysis things there would just be this huge black mass just in the corner of the room and you know people will be like oh it's just your peripherals whatever but when i say it's like a black mass like i could see like the corner of my closet and i could see like a poster on the wall behind kind of behind it but it was cut off so it was like an actual like blacker than the the darkness of the room it was just like a black hole almost just in the corner and it would just stay there until i like came out of it and i have no idea what it was or it just a lot of people see like the hat man and things like that i never saw anything with a hat i never saw it with any like shape it was just this black like oval shaped thing was it was it kind of like a cloud yeah it it's it's interesting because later on when I started figuring out ways to like kind of snap myself out of the sleep paralysis, it would kind of dissipate almost like smoke. You know, it, it didn't look like smoke from the corner of my eye. It looked pretty solid for the most part, but when I would snap out of it and I could catch out of the corner, it would just kind of fizzle off like, you know, so, which was very weird. And again, I have no idea what the hell this thing is or was, um, but yeah, it would, it would happen fairly frequently. And, you know, like you said, Ron, with the idea of the big, the kill bill, like wiggle your big toe, I would try to do that. Eventually it got to the point where I just knew that it was happening. You know, it wasn't like scary anymore, mm -hmm. but so I started putting my clock right next to the side of my bed on the nightstand and I would kind of time it. And most of the time it never lasted more than a minute. You know, I would snap, it would be whatever. The, it was always around like three or four o'clock in the morning too. So I'm sure there's some significance to that. The witching um, hour. <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. I was about to ask, isn't the witching hour three o'clock? Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Three to four. <laughs> yeah. Three, two, three was one that popped up a lot. Uh, three fifteen popped up a lot. Uh, just like started. Yeah. Like I would wake up and then I kind of trained myself to look over and uh, just kind of look at the time. And I, I would see it was like three, two, three. And I'd be like, okay, I got to just, I can't move. Take a couple deep breaths. Like you can't really feel yourself breathing, which is the weirdest sensation. You know, like I know like consciously that I'm breathing, my body's doing it, but you can't feel yourself doing it. We just breathe so naturally, yeah. you know? Cause, cause that's your body, not your consciousness. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Breathe, you know? yeah. 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 So it's like, I'm trying to think like, make sure you breathe. And my body is breathing but 
you don't think you're breathing because you don't feel anything. It's so like you're literally paralyzed, but I could turn my eyes and see the clock and you usually it wouldn't change by the time I got out of it. So it was only a matter of seconds before it would uh, kind of end. But there was a few times that it lasted up to three, four minutes. And that felt like a freaking eternity just being frozen. You know, I bet it did, man. Damn. Did you, did you like, so other than like seeing, um, like just the, the super black mask, which I've heard a lot of people say, they say like the room will be real dark and like, like in the, it's always, you know, in the corner of the room where for every reason, and it's like, it's, it's blacker than the black of your room. They say, you know, and you mm -hmm. said like, it's cutting your poster off. So right. like you did, couldn't did, see did, through it, you know? Yeah. Did, did you like have any other sensations like, like uh, maybe like smell or like, like temperature change, anything like that come with it when it happened to you? You know, I'd have to really think about it. I, I don't recall anything off the top of my you know head. Um, I'm sure you're too probably freaked out even to think about yeah. it anyway. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but when, when you do come out of it, I mean, your body's filled with like pins and needles. So you always did feel cold after the fact, but I never felt during it. You know what I mean? Pins and needles, like, a, like, like your foot falls asleep and like when it's, when it's yeah, like waking back up. Okay. Exactly. So that, that would be like throughout my whole body, like from the yeah. neck down. So and, uh, wow, as, as to like, besides obviously just the sensation of whatever you, the craziness that you were going through, did you? feel any type of like negative energy like any kind of doom or dread or any kind of i don't know like how did you sense it was it a positive or a negative thing in your in your eyes it was mostly terrifying you know just like you're gonna die you felt like you were gonna die and then as i got kind of older and more used to it it was more just kind of a neutral thing like you got to go through this but it wasn't I can't say it wasn't evil all the time, but it, it definitely had a, a sinister vibe to it where it almost felt like it was just like taunting me. Like, let's see how long I can hold you down this time, you know? And then, uh, and then it eventually just kind of go away. But uh, yeah, it, it was weird, man. I think the first one with the thing twisting me, I think that kind of like tested the limit of like where I could, uh, what my threshold was for like, pain and fear and then after that it never really touched me again other than sitting on my chest like it never did anything to like a specific body part or a lot of people will say they feel it like touch their toes and things like that I never mm -hmm. never had that that I can recall where something like pulled on a toe or did something weird like that so no no oh. voices or anything like that either voices I've heard, like, people say like they hear yeah like they'll hear like talking maybe it's like in their head yeah Something actually, like that. Uh, um i was gonna say uh you know with sleep paralysis and that goes into a story i'm gonna get into uh, uh but uh sleep paralysis affects uh supposedly up to 40 percent of the population will have a sleep paralysis experience at one point of their life uh, eight percent of those who experience sleep paralysis uh, will have it happen numerous times throughout their life, according to like the studies, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, a uh, famous person with a uh, uh, 
you know, shadow being entity uh, story is actually Ariana Grande, the famous pop singer. And um, so in an interview uh, in Complex Magazine back in uh, uh, December of 2013 and January of 2014 issue, um, she stated in there that she went to Skull Cemetery, which is one of the supposed seven gates of hell. And she said while she was there, she started feeling like really like negative uh, emotions and started getting like signs of demonic uh, entity nearby, like the smell what? of sulfur or like a random fly would just appear out of nowhere, you know? And where, where, um, Do you know where that is, Ron? Skull Cemetery? Uh, Kansas, I believe. Kansas? Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. And, and so, uh, um, you know, she, they've got freaked out and they left, you know, but she, supposedly she took a picture and, and has a picture of uh, demon faces on the picture that she took when she was leaving. But she said a week later, um, when she was in a hotel room, um, she, whenever she got off the phone, she was about to go to sleep, right? So she's kind of like halfway awake, halfway asleep, right? Kind of in that state. Um, she, uh, as soon as she closes her eyes, she said she starts hearing a really loud uh, rumbling sound near her head. And um, it would stop immediately as she would open her eyes. But then as soon as she would close her eyes again, this rumbling sound would continue. But this time there would be whispering and like talking like you're mentioning, Trey. And so she, uh, you know, opens her eyes. She's, she's weirded out now. She wants to call her manager or people, agents or whatever uh, to talk to somebody again, um, to tell them about what's going on. And um, so she goes to the other side of the bed where there's, she said she got better reception. And when she looked down at, uh, at the bottom of the, on the floor next to the bed, there was a black cloud that it, to her, it looked like a floating black cloud was, you know, next to the bed. And it kind of uh, moved around the bed, you know, and then went to the front of the bed where she couldn't really see it. And uh, she said she just went to sleep and it was gone. But that was her. <laughs> she just went to sleep, huh? Yeah, That's... well, it's, hey, with, with my story that I've shared on Nico's show, um, my, which I haven't shared on, on this show, uh, sleeping sometimes is all you can do. You know, it's your, it's your, you know, kind of a defense mechanism in a way, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Your your body, it's almost like the adrenaline. It's that adrenaline dump, and you're just like, whatever, I'll go to sleep. But uh, I didn't mean to cut whoever was just talking off, but there's a lot in that story that I've kind of experienced too that Ron just said with Ariana Grande. Um, something that happens, it's it's very bizarre. And it had it doesn't happen every single time, but I'm sure you guys know the liminal state where, where that Ron was talking about, where you're just about to fall asleep. I'll get um I call it like radio static and it's almost like uh, the dial is not quite tuned into the right radio station. So you can kind of hear like a little bit of talking, but like mostly static, you know what I'm talking about in an old car radio where you, you tune it in. Oh yeah. So oh yeah. I'll, I'll get that for like a split second. And there's like a, a decision you have to make in that split second. Are you going to let that, kind of take over or do you snap out of it and i i typically snap out of it i haven't had the balls really to let it ride but another interesting thing that happens is you'll hear like phantom sounds so like you'll be in that state and you're just about to fall asleep and all of a sudden i'll hear like a big boom like something just hit the wall really hard and i'll pop up and you know 
when you're, when I was younger, there was no one else in the room with me. So I, I couldn't confirm it, but like now, like I'll ask my wife if I hear something like that. And she's like, no, there was no sound. And it's, so it's like, what is that? Something's like happening in that state. That's like trying to get your attention. It, it's very scary. Cause like, you'll snap out of it. You'll be like, what the hell? I'll think like my kid fell off the bed or the dog ran into the wall or something. And she's like, no, there was no sound. So that's, uh, it, it's, it's go, weird. To go in with the, uh, which uh, uh, entity you mentioned earlier, the hat man, you guys, uh, Zach, Trey, do y'all know about the hat man at all? I sure do know about the hat man. Yeah, uh, that's, you like, that's one, one guy do you know about? Oh, mm-hmm. would y'all like to share something about, share about the hat man more? The hat man, I, as, as far as he's been seen, I mean, he's, they've been talked about, he's been mentioned throughout history when it comes to like shallow people from what I've, you know, heard about him. And he's, he's just like your, your typical, uh, I guess, well, I guess typical shadow guy, you know, not typical to you guys since, or you know, at least your, your story, Ron and you, Nico, if y'all just all kind of like a, a glob, a little black glob, yeah. it's like a human, you know, shape, a human shape of a person. Where he's got a, a, a brim, a brim hat on, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the the most uh, recognizable image of the Hat Man and that I can think of. You know, you you Zach, what about you? Yeah, no, that's. I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. One thing I've kind of heard about the Hat Man as well. It's a little. It's definitely different than what Nico and Ron had mentioned with their experiences. Is but that some people have been able to get out of their bed and he's almost translucent like they can get up and walk through him and nothing happens so i thought that was kind of interesting because most people that have experienced stuff like that you know tend to not be able to interact with whatever blackness they're seeing in the room but the hat man seems to be one that you can somewhat interact with even though it doesn't affect him at all yeah and i've heard like it's almost like split 50 50 some people get that sense of dread when they see it and other people don't get anything. They almost get more of a benevolent or even like a, a positive thing from him. You know, they're not totally freaked out when they see it. it. They almost take it as like, you know, maybe like a good omen or whatever. But I've also heard a few, <clears throat> not so much on my show, on other podcasts, I've heard a couple encounters where the hat man will just be standing there and he'll have some sort of like minion with him. Yeah. yeah, it's doing some weird shit, you know. Like I heard, like, a, like a, it's like a kid, maybe. I've heard of that. Like yeah, a, it'll be like, like a little a kid girl, or a smaller person, or something, maybe. Yeah. What's the what's the little like? What's the smaller person? What's the weird shit that they're doing? Uh, the one I heard that really stuck out in my head and kind of freaked me out, and it's probably because I was listening to it at like one o'clock in the morning. Was on the Confessionals podcast, and I don't remember the episode number, but this guy was talking about the Hat Man. And how the hat man was just standing on the edge of his bed. And then he had this little girl with her. But when she like looked up, she was like, had like fangs and stuff. And she was just eating a crow, like eating a crow at the foot of his bed. And dude, I don't know why that one just sent chills down my spine. (laughs) I I just got chills too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Me too. The the crow's your spirit animal, Ron. That's kind of creepy. But, uh, yeah, like I guess they say he's kind of like the origins of like the Slender Man and stuff like mm-hmm. that because he was he's reported as being you know six to ten feet tall, 
And another thing they say about him is he has a uh, burning red eyes sometimes, sometimes featureless sometimes. And um, he also carries around a uh, pocket watch sometimes that he's like looking at. And, um, uh, you know, and then the whole thing, sometimes it's benevolent. And then sometimes they said, usually he's not the one doing the attacking. He has some minions that beat you up while he watches mm -hmm. you get beat up, you know. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of like a leader. And, and the thing that's weird about the hat man is that he's reported in, in all different kinds of cultures, all different kinds of, uh, you know, countries, but he's always reported as this certain way, wearing the brim hat, you know, with the suit, looking, you know, looking like a dapper man. And <laughs> uh, in different cultures, you would think that their version of him would, would match something maybe to their culture. But no, he looks this certain way. So that's kind of strange, you know, that people from around the world would see a similar entity like that. Right. Like maybe he's, yeah. uh, I don't know, like some kind of like a demonic presence. Yeah, like, more so than like a, like a human spirit, I would think, you know? Yeah. He, uh, well, um, you know, according to the Bible, you know, if we talk about, you know, shadow people, they could you know, and entities mating with, you know, interacting with humans, that goes back to the Genesis, where they said the fallen angels were mating with human women, creating the Nephilim, you know, and um, according to, uh, here I have her name right here, sorry, uh, getting into uh, Amethyst Realm on the show This Morning, which is like a British, like, morning show or something like that, mm -hmm. she claimed to have had 15 spirit lovers she <laughs> she she has <laughs> well you know uh she said uh, you know they would you know the place is haunted and they would you know you know flirt with her like brush her and do these kind of stuff so one time she was just really horny she wore lingerie and she went into one of the uh back rooms you know like a little second room a little guest room and she said as she was about to fall asleep, all of a sudden she could feel the entity like caressing her and, and uh, feeling, she said it would feel like that you would feel the weight of the entity, the spirit or whatever, but it would be like, you wouldn't, it'd be like a lightness at the same time, a heavy light feeling. And, uh, you know, and then they would, they would have intercourse and going and going into Nico's story, you know, they also say like the incubus is the semen demon. You know, because, <laughs> because um, what they do is they, they uh, uh, what it said is that they're actually shape-shifting, like jinns, like jinns are shape, you know, they say a lot of the shadow people could be connected to the jinns of uh, ancient times, you know, mm -hmm. and um, so what they do is as a incubus, no, a succubus is a female version, right? Mm -hmm. So as yeah. a succubus uh, form, and it's, it's say the incubus and the succubus are the same entity. It will extract the semen from the man through like the sex, you know, uh, intercourse stuff. And then it will take that and then transform into a incubus, a male demon, sex demon, and then it use that to impregnate uh, human women. Uh, and uh, a child of a um, human and demon uh, is called a... Uh, uh, hold on, I wrote the word, but I can't even read my own writing. Uh, cam cambians. And uh, these cambians, they can mate with other cambians and humans, but they can't mate with demons. 
So um, uh, that's kind of like a interesting thing, you know, like saying like, you know, could there be half breeds, you know, could this be these Cambians just kind of be another mythology for the fallen angels from the Bible of uh, entities without form uh, essentially being able to mate with uh, humans and is, you know, is this process done in this way? That's pretty interesting. And I think it could definitely happen because if you look at maybe like the shadow entities as uh, interdimensional in a way, you know, what you, I, you can feel them on your chest. You know what I mean? It, something was physically grabbing me and touching me. So is it possible that these things are just interdimensional fallen angel, whatever you want to call them, you know, but for whatever reason, it comes to certain people as a shadow or as the hat man, or it's almost like whatever your psyche or subconscious is willing to view it as. And uh, yeah, I could totally see that. And it, it would explain why people have wet dreams sometimes, you know, yeah. <laughs> it could be a demons ex extracting your, your junk to take it and go make half breed babies, you know? Mm -hmm in some lab somewhere who knows yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's some demon lab <laughs> it's bizarre but um I'm, I'm glad i'm glad nico you you brought up the uh inter interdimensional thing i've always wondered that myself too like you, you know like you know we, we call them spirits or, or demons you know that the older i get the, the more you know my my brain goes out there and i i interdimensional has always come to me more, more uh, lately you know could it be like something like that i'm glad that you brought that up this is something i want to talk about too yeah and i i think bigfoot is, is a interdimensional thing as well and it me might too, not be man. it might not be that much different than like shadow people and i've got a couple bigfoot possible bigfoot encounters we could get into later but um you mentioned something earlier about the uh, uh, sleep paralysis. So when I was younger, it was always just I was in my bed. Like it was I, I could tell I was in my room. There was nothing. It, it I couldn't really do any. It didn't interact with me, I guess I'm trying to say. But I had one that happened in August of 2020 that just it, it's the most screwed up experience I've ever had because it was like. Uh, it basically disguised itself as my son. So I'll, I'll kind of, uh, if you guys want me to go into that one, because this was just absolutely wild. And, oh, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. glad Ron kind of brought up the gin. Uh, it's a theory I'm kind of working through, just trying to figure out if it, this is possible. But um, I guess I'll just tell this story. This one, uh, this one screwed me up for a long time. So once I met my wife, I met my wife in 2016 and my sleep paralysis pretty much went away. Like I, I really didn't have any more uh, experiences with it. If I did, it was just like a quick two seconds, just like couldn't move. And then I would just shake it off. And uh, so this was on August 4th of 2020 and I'll shorten it. I won't tell like every single detail, but basically I got home from work and this was so weird. I like, open the door to let my dog out and I open the door and in my backyard there's a fence and on the other side of the fence there's a telephone pole like one of the uh you know power lines or whatever and literally the second I opened the door to let the dog out I heard what I 
sounded like a shotgun blast go off. And I just happened to look up and the wind literally pulled one of the breaker arms, just blew it right off. And it made a huge pop noise and we lost power in the house. And it literally happened the second I opened the door. But so we lose power and my stepson is just freaking out. He's like, what are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. It's still light out. Like, just chill. You know, it's not that big of a deal. You know, so I call the power cable company or not cable, uh, national grid and report the outage. And it was weird because it was only like three houses that were affected, like the neighbor behind me and the person next to me. And that was it. Um, so we're like, all right, no power. So we take the kids out, we go do some stuff. We get Chinese food. We just have a fun night and we get back in. I pull out all my like prepper gear. I have all my solar lanterns and everything. So I light the whole house up and, uh, I'm like, all right, well, there's really nothing else to do. So let's go to bed. But my, my stepson is just freaking out. My son fell asleep in the car when we were driving around. So I put him in his room and the two boys share a room. So I put my, he was three years old at the time. I put him in the room and my stepson's like, I'm not going to sleep, blah, 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 whatever. So I'm like, all right, dude, just sleep in our room. I set a sleeping bag up on the bed, on the floor, like kind of next to our bed. And, uh, I go through the house, just make sure everything's good and go to bed. Now, I don't know what time it was because this it's very like weird. It was almost kind of out of body. Like, I don't remember looking at the clock before bed. I don't remember really even falling asleep. I just remember laying down in bed and I was out. I was just completely out. Uh, and that never happens for me. So it's kind of weird. All of a sudden I wake up. And I just like, shoot, my eyes just open up and I hear uh, my son, my three-year-old, I hear his bedroom door open and I'm like, okay. And keep in mind at this time, he would come into our room all the time. He would just come out, walk down the, you know, around the hallway, come into our bedroom, climb into bed with me and my wife. So I'm like, all right, he's awake. I really don't think anything of it, but <clears throat> at the time I thought I was fully awake. But after the fact, I kind of realized I was in a sleep paralysis state right now. And uh, so I hear my son come in. He walks through the hallway. He opens our bedroom door, comes around the bed, climbs up on top of like me. He comes to my side of the bed, climbs over me. He like knees me in the stomach and everything and gets in between me and my wife. And it's weird because I was like, all right, whatever. But. I couldn't really move, but I didn't know I couldn't move at the time. So he gets in between me and my wife and he makes himself comfortable. So he like kind of kicks me a little bit and I'm like, all right, whatever. Still, I'm not moving. Then all of a sudden I feel him. I mean, it literally feels like him. He was like 60 pounds at the time and it felt like him. It was his size, his height felt exactly like him laying next to me in bed. Then all of a sudden he starts really kicking me like just kicking like my back and like literally pushing me off the bed and I, I feel myself sliding but I like couldn't catch myself because I couldn't move and I feel myself kind of sliding off the bed then all of a sudden I like turn to like yell at him be like what the hell are you doing and as I like turn my head it just there's just this black mass sitting in the center of the bed and as soon as I like turn my eyes to look at it it just, it's the most insane sound I've ever heard. It sounded like two leaf blowers just hitting me on both sides of the head. And um, 
like you know the ring rates from lord of the rings yeah like yeah. that high pitch screaming like pig squeal like it, it was that with leaf blowers and it was just like just hitting me on the side of the head and i'm just frozen staring at this thing and i feel this sounds crazy but like i literally feel like the particles in my face getting sucked into this black mass in the middle of the bed and it's like literally pulling me in and i'm like doing everything i can without moving to just hold on to the bed i'm trying to like make myself heavy just not go into this thing and all of a sudden like in my head i i just scream out jesus christ and then poof it literally just turned into a little puff of smoke the sleep paralysis was broken it like disappeared and the bed was empty and i snapped out of it i got right up i was like holy shit you know and i i got up i ran right into my son's room and he was sound asleep on his bed yeah man that's one fucking story dude (laughs) yeah i'm sufficiently uh scared now i was about to say i'm (laughs) freaking out from sleeping tonight man (laughs) that is crazy is nico is that like like with the with the you know the noise you know like you you look at him and like and i've heard other people say that they feel like like they're getting kind of sucked into this, you know. You're not the only one I've heard say that, you know. Mm-hmm. All these weird like similarities, you know. It was That's bizarre, crazy. man. It was absolutely be, bizarre. You know, some sort of a uh, you know possession. You know what I mean? Like, because uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people they end up saying, "Oh, the devil made me do it," or or whatever. You know what I mean? Who knows if if they might have had that experience, but instead of fighting it off, they got sucked into the dark hole. And yeah, that, what happens yeah. When, when you don't fight it, like you said, Nico, like when you just let it ride, you know, and it just carries out whatever it's whatever the hell it's trying to do, yeah. you know? That was like the one thing, like <clears throat> I've had hundreds of sleep paralysis experiences throughout my life and they're scary. You know, like you're terrified, but this one was like, it literally felt like if I go in here, I'm dead. Like I have to do everything in my power to resist this thing. And I wasn't even like thinking to call out the name of Jesus. I just said Jesus Christ in my head and then it just disappeared. Well, it's funny because like a little hack. I'm sorry, Ron, what were you saying? Oh, I was going to say, you know, with Jesus Christ, we usually use that word in a vein, you know, to, to take some sort of bad situation, that, that feeling away from us, you know, you hurt yourself. Oh, Jesus Christ. Something bad. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, Jesus, take the pain. <laughs> take, <laughs> take the pain from me. <laughs> that, that might be like a little hack, too. You know, I've heard I've heard people say that, like, when they're having some, you know, uh, crazy uh, paranormal experience, like, in their head, they're like, like, in their head, you know, not, not out loud, you know, like, like, oh, Jesus Christ, help me, or you know, something like that. God, help. And, and like, you know, like you said, Nico, like, poof, like, gone instantly. Yeah. And I'll tell you something, though. Oh, sorry. Who was just going to talk? Nobody. It's it's you. Okay. So (laughs) that works and it is a hack, but you have to like mean it in your heart. Your intention has to be right because I've been in uh, some lucid dream experiences where I've called out Jesus and I know my heart wasn't in it fully and nothing happened. The shit just got crazier and worse. So (laughs) you have to really like, mean it when you say it It, it's it's hard to explain but it it is all about like the intention behind it because people i think people get cocky and they're like oh i'll I'll just put myself in this weird situation 
and I'll just say the name Jesus and everything will be all right. And it's like, I'm not going to say I was doing it to be cocky, but I've had, like I said, weird lucid dream experiences where I've called out Jesus. And it's just like the things like laughing at you, like, oh, sorry, that's not, that one's not going to work here this time. Yeah. <laughs> not this time. Yeah. And, Nico, uh, has, has anybody else in your family ever experienced stuff like this or have, have they ever expressed any experiences to you before? Um, my brother has had a few. He had one. And it's it's interesting now that I'm thinking about this. I'd have to try to, if, if he remembers the time frame, because he had one roughly around the same time where uh, he woke up in sleep paralysis and there was just a, a banshee screaming on the side of his face. Uh, he didn't see anything, but he knew it was a banshee, if if that makes any sense. But uh, oh, yeah. he, and he thought he was having a heart attack at the time when it was happening. And my brother's a bigger dude. He's you know, he's a little, I'm six foot. He's like an inch shorter than me, but he's about two hundred pounds heavier than me. And mm. uh, he's just big, you know, big guy. And he he Bowling was like, <laughs> was that? Uh, like a wrecking ball yeah he is he's just (laughs) he's like double the size Uh, of me you know and he was like dude i thought i was dead i thought my heart was gonna stop and i thought it was it but yeah um so my my brother has had a few i i believe my mom has had a couple but she won't really talk about it she just chalks it up to like weird dreams and i think my son uh i don't know if he's had sleep paralysis per se but when he was younger I want to say like between one and three, he would get these crazy night terrors where he like he would wake up, but he was not awake. You know, he was just screaming, you know, and there was nothing you could do to like get him out of it. Like his eyes were open and everything, but there was just no he couldn't recognize us. It it was terrible. And it would go on for like 10, 20 minutes sometimes. And finally, just, you know, you're rocking him and just he eventually would come out of it. But it was terrifying. So I don't know if it was sleep paralysis or some type of just night terror thing, but yeah, it's weird. And and my wife had, has had two, she's never had sleep paralysis before, but she had two uh, small experiences with it um, since she's met me. So I don't know if it's like some type of entity that's attached to me. (laughs) I've done everything to make sure, you know, my space is clear with uh, cleansing, you know, whether it's sage, uh, incense, you name it, you know. But have it, you have you ever talked to like any anybody? Um, I don't know, maybe with some kind of extra sensor, you know, ability or, yeah. or something. They're like they're like, hey man, you know, I'm getting like a some kind of sensation off you or or anything like some shit like that. I have, I actually talked to uh, Whitney, Ron. Um, I don't know if you guys know Whitney Fox and she, uh, I'm not going to say too, too much on this with that particular experience in the bed uh, where it was pretending to be my son, but I do believe it was kind of attached to something with my stepson's energy because he was sleeping in the room too. And he was absolutely terrified of the thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Not going to get too much into that. I can tell you guys off camera, but uh, Yeah. yeah, I think, that particular one had something to do with maybe whatever's attached to him didn't like what's ever attached to I, I don't know but it was definitely some type of like jealous type of spirit and i think that because it it, it acted as like the three-year-old you know it really 
kind of disguised himself as the younger son, which is very, it kind of pissed me off. You know what I mean? Like I, bet I, it is, I was, man. I was terrified, but like when I kind of snapped out of it, I was like angry. I was like, I want to fight this thing. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's where, uh, you know, what stems from uh, fear is anger, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I was going to say, you know, me and me and Nico have had uh, similar uh, experiences as far as like, you know, weird things trying to make deals with us. And um, also when we did a, we did an, an episode about that number stuff I know or whatever. And like the day to the episode, the timing of the episode, all that stuff had to do with like, you know, it was all synced up. So, you know, there's definitely, um, you know, definitely like uh, some something to all that, you know, like uh, some entities fucking with us, you know, for, for whatever reason, like uh, some, some synchronicity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, synchronicity with, you know, things and then, uh, you know, uh, stuff like that happened i'm trying to think of uh whatever else it was but uh well that episode you had to reschedule and i we ended up recording on 11 11 and at 11 11 p.m like something weird happened with the audio it like hmm. glitched out for a yeah. second so you can't make this shit up i mean <laughs> yeah and that and i and then then um uh, yeah and on our show actually a weird thing happened uh me and Zach were talking about the Amityville horror or something like that. I'm like, oh yeah, it's all, I heard it's all a bunch of bullshit. But but like in the in you know for the people who are hearing this and didn't hear it, you can go back. It's the uh, episode we did about St. Patrick's Day and stuff. And uh, I have it I have it tagged in there. But you can hear the audio go out. It's like boop, and then you can hear a whisper going death, <laughs> and then the audio cuts back in, and I'm going, yeah, it's all a bunch of bullshit. You know, I, I, I have I forgot about that, Rob. I, I haven't even like uh, heard that yet. I need to uh, oh, yeah. check that out for myself. I, I let my girlfriend hear it, and uh, you know, she's not a big believer in stuff like that. But as soon as she heard the audio clip, I could you know, see the shock in her eyes because she 100% heard whatever it was, like you described, Ron. It was it was pretty wild. I'm usually not too much of a believer in kind of random things like that but there was definitely some kind of noise that decided to insert its way into our conversation yeah and because you know that that uh story actually has to do with a shadow entity right because uh the guy before he went crazy started having like a one like a shadow thing start messing with him like he kept seeing it around and then maybe in a similar way instead of fighting off he got sucked into the shadow and in that maybe possessed him and took him down darker roads. Maybe that's what happens to a lot of these people because, um, you know, I was going to make a quote here with Carl, Carl Jung. Um, Everyone carries a shadow quote. Well, well, I guess I should say quote, quote, everyone carries a shadow and the less it is embodied in the individual's conscious light, the blacker and denser it is. If an inferiority is conscious, one always has a chance to correct it uh end quote and that's um so like with a lot of these people if you, like you know i've been watching a uh, mind you know like a uh, criminal interrogations and stuff like that like seeing people who who you know posts have done horrible things but they're able to just like lie and shut that part of their of their mind out and 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 chamber it somewhere but 
something like basically what this is saying is like you're aware of those darker aspects of your identity and um you're able to uh cope it into a more you're able to channel it into a more positive way you know doing that shadow work um yeah and that kind of goes into the quote you were saying uh the jordan peterson quote where it's like a dangerous man isn't a a weak man it's a man that (laughs) like knows the shadow and knows he can kill people but chooses not to you know yeah now you're conscious of it so that that's where um what what it's saying here so a lot of these people that have these maybe these shadow entities maybe there's that's why they're getting possessed and they go down these dark paths they're not willing to to bring that to the front and say wow this is fucked up these thoughts are fucked up you know i need to address these fucked up thoughts while these other people they make these fucked up thoughts their shadow. So they just, you know, they put it behind them. They don't think about it. It's not there. It's just something that follows them. That's just a part, you know, and, and the, the, that darker side isn't revealed until it's, until you shine light on it. And, and, you know, and then you realize that, no, it's, it's the person, you know? So um, that's why I wanted to bring that up because it shows that, uh, you know the psychology to the shadow entities you know what i mean like because sometimes it's benevolence like we were saying and sometimes it's it's malevolent and getting attacked and all these kind of things maybe it's the shadow is reflecting um the energies you're you know like same thing it's reflecting those energies back towards you so fear comes from the unknown um so like with the sleep paralysis experience uh, experience i had recently if I wasn't looking into this kind of stuff or thinking about that kind of stuff, like in that moment, I, I might've freaked out and got scared. And maybe that's when stuff would have started really coming in more. But in that moment I said, okay, this is what it is. You know, I'm not going to get scared. I'm just going to stay calm and try to break out of it, you know? So maybe that's what it is. It's these things are trying to feed on what you're, you know, they feed on that emotion you're giving them and they give it back to you. And that's kind of like what what incubuses and, and succubuses they they feed off emotion as well, is mm-hmm. you know, is uh, you know, not just semen, <laughs> <laughs> not just um, ectoplasm. <laughs> yeah, and and maybe also like you said, like like your your the energy you give off is kind of I don't know, buying it kind of in a way maybe or like, you know, like if you're in a like maybe if you go to sleep and, and you're in a, a, a like you saw a scary movie or something bad happened to you yeah. right before you went to bed, maybe that energy in your head maybe invites something in. I don't know. You know. Sometimes they say uh, a lot of people who have had um, uh, these kind of situations with shadow people, they say it's uh, at the time they were sleep deprived and were under a lot of stress. So yeah. Yeah, stress, I would say, is definitely a, a big one for it. And when I was younger, I had a ton of anxiety. Um, you know, when when it first started happening, I was I had moved to a new school. I didn't know anyone like that. So I, I think that could have definitely helped it. But when I got older, I, I'm I'm making this connection now. It's like not right now. I've kind of thought about this, but I was drinking a lot too, you know. And if you go to bed, like I would when I was first, I I used to be an English teacher. So I first started uh, teaching. I was living at home with my parents. I would come home at three o'clock 
pound, you know, six or seven beers and fall asleep and then wake up at like midnight and then, you know, do, but I would have like these horrible sleep paralysis experiences when I would fall asleep for that, you know, six hour gap or whatever and drunk as hell. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I quit drinking in 2016 and I think that had another big part of, uh, you know, the stuff ceasing, you know, they call alcohol spirits for a reason. And it's like, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It was just, I had to, I had to quit. <laughs> you know, dude, I, I do uh, a lot of drinking too. And like, you know, I work 12 hour shifts and, um, you know, I'll get home at six o'clock and I'll, I'll pound, you know, a bunch of beers down too, man, and, and go to sleep. And I, and, you know, thank God I've never had like sleep paralysis, but I have noticed that I do have a lot more like stranger dreams, man. When, when I'm just, I guess in that state, when I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm like all dizzy and I'm just like, my dreams are so much uh, vivid and just different, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I have nothing against drinking. You know, I just, I know myself and I have like no self-control when it comes to drinking. So it, I, I, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, everyone needs to stop drinking. It's just for me, I can't even, uh, you know, have one. But yeah, it's, uh, it, it's crazy how it affects your, your frequency and your vibration. It just puts you into that, you know, and it's, it's fine once in a while. You know, I'm not saying people shouldn't drink. I think it's good in moderation and everyone is entitled to do whatever the hell they want as long as they're not hurting people. But uh, yeah. I just noticed that it, I don't know, it just made me more susceptible to like a lot of negative stuff, even though I was typically like a happy drunk for the most part, but you do kind of dwell on the, uh, you dwell on the negative a lot more, you know? You do, man, you do. Yeah. Well, it, it, um, it was, oh, you're going to say something? Oh, I was just going to kind of point out like, you're speaking about the drinking for me it's kind of opposite so like i usually partake in you know other things besides drinking and i, I found that it almost like stops my dreaming I, I rarely ever dream and if i do stop like smoking that's when i do have crazy dreams so i think it's kind of weird how it's almost an opposite effect like i said it's it's very rare that i dream at all but when i do it's a very vivid thing and i wonder if that's just because i rarely ever do experience that I'm glad you said that. Zach. I, I I do kind of want to ask you know one of one of you guys down there that <laughs> well yeah, if I that affected you all or whatever. For me, I'll say uh, people say that uh, marijuana gets you more in tune with the uh, psychic realm and you know psychic all that kind of stuff. Uh, for me, I I like it because it takes me away from that. I feel like to be more psychic and to be closer to that kind of stuff, you have to be sober and clean. Because because the vibration that you're at is more pure and clean, so you're able to go up into also you know higher higher realms of thought and consciousness like that. So with drinking for me, um, what it's good for is it because it winds me down, it lowers my vibration. You know that that's why you you drink, and that's why you know people uh, get angry and emotional and stuff like that, because the lower realms of your vib vibration is all the emotional sides, you know? Um, uh, so, um, with me, like, I, like, like you said, Nico, it, it just depends on like, you know, if you're drinking beers to you're a belligerent drunk and you're stumbling all over the place and stuff, well, all right, maybe that's not good. 
you know, but if you're <laughs> drinking, it's making you feel relaxed. It's making you feel jolly and stuff like that. Then who's to say that's bad? Like in my opinion in heaven, you know, for, you know, growing up and being, you know, the dogmatic, you know, mindset of what religion is, I would think that like in heaven, there would be no alcohol. There would be no, you know, pot or whatever, but I feel like there is, but you can only get to a happy point. You know, you can't, you, you can only be that happy drunk. You can never be that sloppy, you know, exactly. drunk that hates life and you're just moping around, you know, <laughs> like there's a, a limit of how, you know, how much you can consume those lower vibrational uh, things. Oh, for sure. Cause I mean, <clears throat> like one or two drinks that would get me in that good spot where it's like, I feel good, but then I, I would just, I'd kill it from there. <laughs> you know, I was drinking <laughs> at, at one point, it was like two to three bottles of Jack Daniels a week. And I'm like, fuck, I got to teach seventh graders in the morning. I can't be, <laughs> can't be doing <laughs> this good. shit. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think, and with like weed too, I don't, I haven't smoked weed in probably two, maybe over a year now, but like, it's the same. It's like 50, 50 for me. Sometimes it puts me in that high vibration and I'm feeling good. And I feel at one with the universe and everything. And then the other time it's like, I'm completely paranoid. I can't <laughs> like, I'm locking yeah. all my doors. I'm sitting in a ball, like who's watching me. But I had a weird experience where I was high. This was probably, Oh, I don't know, four or five years ago. And I made the mistake of staring at my face in a mirror <laughs> really oh, yeah. we've all done that <laughs> bad uh <-huh>. choice <laughs> and i was seeing some weird shit man stuff was morphing around swirls behind me and it was it was interesting so nothing more than that but it just it freaked me out i could see like every detail of my face like every pore on my skin and i was like uh, i don't like this <laughs> that must have some good shit man. <laughs> wasn't bad <laughs> 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 well that's that's actually uh you know i did the whole that's where the whole bloody mary thing comes from you know what what it is is uh you don't want your brain right if you that's what's so hard about meditating and doing these kind of things is because your your brain uh will start messing with you like it it's kind of like a screensaver right that's where the bloody mary thing is is like you're staring, you're staring, you're staring, and then your brain to like conserve your eyesight or whatever, it starts morphing things to the image, you know, to keep things fresh. So uh, yeah, for the people, you know, who know about that. Yeah, your, your mind can uh, manipulate and, and cause you to hallucinate. So with these chat, you know, shadow people, yeah, it could all just be, you know, hallucinations and or whatever because of our mind and blah 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 but many people like have uh like even with nico um have uh these interactions with these entities outside of sleep paralysis you know um right you know a lot of people will say that <clears throat> you know oh you're you're still sleeping you're still in the dream when you have sleep paralysis and that's why i started kind of looking at the clock and like keeping note of stuff you know what i mean because it was like i could tell when the clock changed like I, I maybe i'm just a really vivid dreamer but when you're looking at the clock and paying attention to it and then you you finally come out of it like i know there wasn't a moment where i woke up again you know what i mean because now you're oh, i'm sorry, sorry. Go on, Ron. <laughs> going on 
Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, now because you're not, you're not really, uh, you're, you're conscious of that, that now. You're not, so you're not. Uh, the fear of the unknown isn't really a factor anymore. So it's you're almost being like, uh, you know, kind of like in that uh, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, Dream Warrior movie, you know, where they people start getting control of their dreams and stuff. <laughs> that's a good movie you know so so people out here you know a lot of people will probably see shadow people and they'll say nah fuck that because they just you know throughout history there's an, an innate fear within us of of this and that's probably why is because um this is these shadow entities the jinn and blah 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 this has probably been plaguing humans throughout history as we know with the the you know the old hag sitting on your chest story Mm -hmm. and and all sorts of things like that um so yeah <laughs> what were you gonna say trey I, I forgot lost where i was going i've been drinking a little bit oh uh, oh no i was um he was talking about how he, he keeps track of uh a lot of this oh, yeah, yeah. experiences and I, I noticed earlier when you were telling your stories uh nico uh you know you said the date and everything in the year so <laughs> I was, yeah and, you know call that detail i guess and it's again like i said i mean this started happening when i was 11 i'm 30 now i'll be 31 in september but it's just after it happens so many times and so many people are like oh it's just a bad dream i'm like i, I know this is more than a dream you know what i mean i've had i've had yeah. lucid dreams i've had crazy ass dreams i've had you know dreams where you're falling and whatever and i i can tell the difference like there is definitely something different happening like i've had a dream one time where i literally lived a whole day it was the, one of the most vivid dreams i've ever had i woke up i went through an entire day i, I drove down to my college i uh, went through classes i could tell you like we were reading like alice in wonderland in one of these classes it, it was just like I, I remember the entire day i came back home changed took a shower went up picked my friend up uh, he lived like the town over. We went back down to like go out and drink and stuff. And then I woke up and it was not the day before. You know what I mean? It, I was <laughs> like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> like, I literally thought I lived a whole day. And, you know, like when you're in those like lucid dreams, there's always something that you can kind of tell you're dreaming. You know, there's always something that's just a little bit off that your, your conscious kind of kicks in and you're like, okay, I'm in the dream world. There was nothing like that. So I don't know if maybe my life was just so mundane at the time, but like <laughs> I couldn't tell, really could not tell. And but what's interesting though is like after that happened, I kind of like stepped back and was like, all right, this guy that I keep going to pick up and drive all the way back down, I'm wasting all this money in my truck with gas and everything. I'm like, I gotta <laughs> stop doing this shit because <laughs> this guy's like taking advantage of me. But uh <laughs> yeah, it was just the most bizarre thing because it was like, I remember interacting with people like at this bar, but it was all a dream. Like it was just so crazy. That's like never happened to me. That's only happened that one time, but it was like, wow. And, and it's cool that, you know, you know, it's a, a something special because you can remember it. Right. You know, most times when we dream, you know, you, you, like you can remember, remember it, you know, when you like, right when you wake up. And as like time goes by, maybe, you know, a couple of minutes or even hours, you kind of like forget the dream. But I've had dreams, like you said, where I've like, I could, it, it happened, you know, I had a dream happen probably two years ago and I can probably go through it like you just did and tell you every detail about that dream. You know, it's just rare to have 
dreams like that where you can just recall it like a memory almost you know yeah and that's what's uh, like stuff like that is very significant so like anytime I have a dream that I remember in full detail it's I, I try to I usually don't have to write it down but I try to write it down and I something that uh I'm really starting to try to do now too is like I haven't had like any crazy vivid dreams lately, but there's like vivid parts. So stuff that I remember, I'm just trying to write down as much of it as possible right when I wake up, which is a pain in the ass because there's <laughs> never a pen around, you know, it, it's just silly. But like, I want to like go through some of these notes and start seeing, are there like reoccurring characters or is there like reoccurring places that I'm noticing or different themes? Like it's bizarre. Like I had a dream a couple weeks ago that uh i had like this weird pain in the middle of my like back right at the back of my neck like in between my shoulder blades and yeah. it's just like it was the weird like i thought i was having this pain as soon as i woke up the pain was gone and then i had this lady on my show the episode i just put out today she was telling me that you know you can heal different like your body and your subconscious is telling you different problems within your uh your system through all these different meridians and whatnot and i i gotta go through and see which one she told me that was but it's interesting how you can kind of like find this stuff out in dreams like what's going on in the in the physical world through the dream world you know like like, like subconscious kind of yeah yes <laughs> in a way yeah yeah and uh you know that's where they also say too how sometimes they'll just be sitting there and all of a sudden you'll think of this really cringy moment or fucked up thing that happens you're like why am i thinking of this right now that's just <laughs> your that's just your brain like clearing out things and it's bringing these thoughts to you these cringy things to tell you to let it go and stop bringing it back up it wants you to get rid of this you know thought so it, you the thought you address it and you let it go it's one of it's what we go back to the whole uh carl Jung thing you know if you just keep hiding and hiding and hiding it you know it's, it's like hitting the snooze button on something that wants to be you know <laughs> yeah, it wants to come like, out so bad you know yeah like quit hitting the snooze button deal with that moment you know and just let it go and, and it'll be gone your 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 brain is you know it's it's crazy how how our brains work. It literally is a, a supercomputer. You know yeah. how it does things like that. You know, and I got a story for you that, I mean, it's very recent. Um, I think I told you on that uh, the unconventionals thing. I mentioned it, but like in 2019, I sliced my hand open really bad, and uh, like if I even think about it, I would get like queasy. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't. Mm even like think about this this scar on my hand because it, it was like such a stupid situation i was rushing to like take some stickers off of a new car at work and not paying attention slipped and just stuck a razor blade into my hand and oh, shit. yeah it, it was bad it went shit. through like the glove and everything and like as lame as this might sound but it was like a little bit of like a ptsd thing where i couldn't even like think about this stuff and the other day i just sat down I looked, I, I kind of not really meditated, but just thought about it. And it was like, you need to forgive yourself for that. Like as, as dumb and lame as that sounds, it was like, it was an accident. You got to forgive yourself. And I just said it like three or four times. Like, all right, it was an accident. I forgive myself. I, I, you know, and 
I don't have anything. I can tell you that story now, like sticking it in there. Yeah. And it's not, it's not making my legs numb or anything. <laughs> so the, the power of the mind is pretty amazing. Like with things like yeah. that. I, I mean, I, I, I developed the, uh, uh, real quick, I, I developed the uh, a fear of uh, like saws um, after an uh, accident. I had at my job where I cut like a little bit of my finger off. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of had it, like, the same thing as you. Like, I, I didn't really think about it until I started like seeing like saws and being around them. And I'm like, you know, I don't like these things anymore. And uh, I, I haven't forgiven myself for that one yet, though. I still don't like saws. <laughs> what are yeah, you saying, Ron? I mean, well, I mean, you don't have to like it uh, to respect them. You know, I guess that's the thing now is, you, I, you know, I, I, I bet you'll be a lot more careful around them from now on. Oh, you know? for sure, dude. Yeah. How long ago so, did you do that, Trey? Oh, God. About three years ago now. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and what, uh, what I was going to say is, um, you know, all our good times and all our bad times, it all happens, you know, in, you know, in our head. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 no matter what's going on around, all of that's in your head, <laughs> you know, the experience oh, yeah, is all sure. there, you know, so it, it, like the whole thing, um, I don't know if y'all heard about the whole, I guess I was talking about that on the unconventionals, you know, force a smile. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if there's if there's a shadow, you know, for the people who've made it this far and you, you're overcoming your fear of shadow beings <laughs> by listening to this episode, uh, um, you know, just force a smile in those kind of moments be like, you know, where you want where instinct tells you you want to be scared and and all this kind of stuff say, you know, fuck it, you know, just smile and make a joke, you know, that can make a big difference, man. You're right, Ron. Yeah. Smile, smile at the when you're in those situations smile because uh they said um if you force a smile no matter what situation you're in your mind will start producing positive thoughts to accommodate for what your your face is doing you know fake it till you make it you know yeah yeah for sure dude that's <laughs> so true because me and my wife do this and it's it's kind of funny now it's like the kids go crazy. I have a 12 year old, a five year old. I have two German shepherds. One is a year old and the other one's nine months old. And there's moments where it's just pure chaos in my house. And me and my wife will just look at each other and we just do big cheesy ass smiles. Mm. And like, I mean, it, it has the moment stops, everyone calms down and we just, we laugh about it, but we, we do it all the time. Now we're just like, just smile through it. It'll be over in a second. <laughs> the five-year-old's work, riding man, the shepherd. <laughs> Sometimes that's the only choice you have, right? Exactly. It's like I could sit here and try to scream at everyone, and it, it just, it's just—it's not going to get anywhere. They're going to get crazier if I start yelling. So what's the point of yelling? <laughs> Own, sure. Owning the moments, you know, with positivity, you know. Yeah. And I, I guess that's that's you know, a good way to kind of bring it down with the shadow stuff. We got spooky. We talked about some scary things, but you know, in the end, we, we, you know, we, the whole, the whole process of shadow work, you know, you, you, you know, where you just, we basically just did some shadow work on, on shadow people. So. <laughs> came, came full circle. <laughs> came full circle on, on it, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And does, uh, does anybody got like, 
any final thoughts, I guess, before we wrap it up or anything like that? I would say um, if you have had like a, a paranormal or like some type of weird shadow person experience or anything like that, uh, I mean, I experienced it where people are just like, oh, it's just a dream. Stop making shit up, you know, uh, talk about it, you know, and, and that goes for anything, whether it's trauma, anything that gives you like PTSD, anxiety, whatever. It doesn't even have to be paranormal. Just talking about it. You will find some type of support group out there. You know, that's kind of the point of my show is to give people that outlet where if they've had something weird happen that they can't explain, come on and talk about it. And just the fact that you're putting it out there, you don't even have to do it. You can do it anonymously, but it'll do a lot of healing as lame and cheesy as that might sound like you, you can get over that and just be okay with whatever happened to you just from talking about it. So I guess that'll be my kind of final word on that. And uh, I'll, I'll agree with that too. Cause uh, you know, coming on your show and telling my story, which has always just kind of bothered me throughout my life. It kind of, you know, going back to the shadow people theme, getting it off my chest, you know, mm-hmm. definitely, you know, ease that pressure to, to now it's like, um, it doesn't have a negative uh, hold on me anymore. It doesn't feel like a shackle to my life. It feels like a, you know, a chain I broke and I, I'm free from it now, you know, I'm free of the negative emotions that it previously uh, held me, you know, with. Yeah. And, so. and Ron, I'm not, I'm not taking any credit for this at all, but since you've been on my show and you told that story, I've noticed like the difference in the quality of uh just how you talk on other shows and your confidence, like everything is completely different. And I mean, it's awesome to see that, like, you know, from, you know, Ryan's episode to how you go on to podcast now and just drop truth bombs like crazy. It's, it's awesome (laughs) to see. So. Yeah. Yeah. These guys can contest, you know, it's, it's been a, a long journey in that, you know, ways. But yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. And it's definitely, you know, for anyone else out there, these things, you know, yeah, just come, come forward, you know, quit, uh, you know, um, there's people out, uh, there's people out there. Yeah. Maybe the people in direct, you know, uh, space with, with, uh, might, you know, might not, ah, I'm not articulating this very well. <laughs> There's people out there that'll be cool with you. They, they, mm-hmm. they've lived your experience and they're, they're there to talk, talk it with you. You know, you're not alone. Always, there. always. <laughs> Should have just said that. Yeah. And, and feel free, like anybody listening to the show, man, you know, if y'all have got any stories of uh, shallow people or sex demons, sleep paralysis, Hit us up, man. Tell us your story. We would love to hear it for sure. Yeah, we kind of, you know, this is a true swap cast because the uh, the the whole vibes of the, you know, it's kind it is a perfect blend of the Imaginarium of Thought and uh, Upstate Unconventional. You know, this <laughs> this was definitely a, a powerful episode. You know, and I had a great time, you know, recording it. And thank you again, Nico, for your time and all. Oh, no, thank you for having me on, man. This was, like you said, it was awesome just to talk about some of these uh, experiences. I I typically don't like talking about them on my own show, but it's cool to share and everything like that. So 
I'm going to ask you guys, since we're doing it as a swap cast, just tell everyone where they can find you. And then I'll, I'll plug my stuff at the end too. Uh, you can find me at Trey White on Instagram, Trey White 777. And uh, we have our, uh, we just started a new Facebook group too, right, Ron? I think it's just the Imaginarium of Thought Facebook yeah. group. So yeah, we just there. Go hit that up. Leave some stuff on that. And you can find me at uh, IOT Zach on Instagram post some stuff there i'm hopefully trying to post some pictures of different you know shadow figures and things like we were talking about so people who maybe haven't seen them can get an idea of what they look like and again i just want to thank nico for being on here and telling us these stories which i think were awesome and this is probably one of the best podcasts we've done and i'm definitely going to have a little trouble sleeping left tonight so (laughs) thanks again for coming on Remember the magical words, man. Jesus Christ. Right. I, am, I think I'm the only, maybe the only one on the podcast. I'm sleeping alone in a big house by myself tonight. So I'll need a little extra. Little extra oh, that's courage, extra scary for you, Zach. I feel bad for you. <laughs> I think I'll make it through, though. I should be okay. Get a dream journal ready. Be ready yeah, to write down I'm, whatever happens. I'll make sure I have that pen and paper on my nightstand. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And I'm a. Uh, uh, Ron, uh, I'm, I'm a berserk space cowboy on uh, Instagram, and uh, you can you know hit me up there, and, and then uh, there's the imaginary thought, uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, you know, Instagram thing. Just trying trying to get it out there, you know, talk, to, interact more with people and stuff. <laughs> so. Hell yeah! Well, you know, guys, this was so much fun. I'm really glad uh, you invited me on. I was excited about this one. So I was thinking about it all day and my show is upstate unconventional. Uh, It's on all the major platforms and I'm on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional. Send me a message there. It's better than my email. Just hit me up if you got a weird story and we'll make it happen. You can tell your truth. For sure. Thanks. I did get to say thank you, Nico. Uh, Thanks for coming on, man. It was a pleasure, dude. I love your stories. It was uh like like Zach said, this is one of the best podcasts that we've done for sure. Uh-oh. And um, yeah. I had a great time doing it with you, man. I'm very yeah, I'm sure we'd all agree here. that we'd love to have you back anytime you want to Any, come back. Anytime, guys, just let me know. I know Ron, he's anytime I need him to come on a show, he doesn't hesitate. He just comes on. So same to you. If you guys need me on or just want me to jump on and talk some shit i'm more than willing we can talk about other topics whatever you guys want uh i'm just very grateful for this conversation hell yeah man the same <laughs> all right all right all right y'all well, take i guess easy. we'll talk to y'all next time Talking you guys. <laughs> let's hit stop now